When our messengers came to Lut When they arrived at Sudum, the towns where these people were living, and Lut was present amongst them. Remember that Lut was the nephew of Ibrahim and both of them were from where? Iraq. And when his people tried to burn him, Ibrahim he left Iraq. And along with him who left? Sarah as well as Lut Ibrahim went to Palestine and he sent Lut to Sudum, Sodom and Gomorrah. Why? To do da'wah over there. So we see that Lut was not originally from these people. Earlier we learned that majority of the messengers, they were from who? From among the nations that they were sent to. But Lut was an immigrant. You understand? Lut had come from outside to these people. So what does it show? That when you know something, you're supposed to convey. To who? To people who know you, and also to people who don't know you. So Lut when the angels came to him, see Abihim. He was anguished for them. Sia. From Su So Sin Hamza. He was sad, he was upset, he was worried, he was grieved. Be him for them. For who? For the angels. He was sad at their coming. Why was he sad at their coming? Because these were nine men who had come to him. Again, Lut didn't know there were angels. These angels came to him in human form. And when they came to meet Lut the first reaction of Lut was worry. He was worried for them. He was concerned about them. He wasn't happy to receive some visitors from outside. That okay, perhaps these men are good. Perhaps they will listen to me. Perhaps I can do da'wah to them. No. His first reaction, he was worried. Why was he worried? Wadaqa, And he was restricted. Be him for them. Dhar'a. Dhar'a is used for the forearm. Dhar'a is what? Forearm. And daqa is from diq. Diq is what? Tightness, constriction. So he felt constricted, meaning he felt limited in his dar, in his forearm. What does that mean? This is an expression that means that he felt very, very uncomfortable because he felt restricted in his strength. He felt limited in his ability. He was uncomfortable. Why? Because he felt limited in his ability, in his power. In his power to what? In his power to keep his guests safe. In his power to protect them from his nation. He felt very helpless. He felt unable to help them. You know, it's like if somebody comes to you and you know that you won't be able to help them, how do you feel? How do you feel? Very awkward. Very awkward. And especially if you realize that their coming to you is actually going to put them more in danger. You feel even more uncomfortable. Now why did Lut feel like this? Because remember that the people of Lut they used to commit many crimes. Many, many crimes. They were highway robbers. Meaning any passers-by, any caravans, any travelers, they would rob them. They would just plunder and loot and kill the people. This is how they would make money. Within their own community also, they were very oppressive against each other. 
And also one more thing was that they were homosexuals. And they weren't just homosexuals in the sense that they chose this lifestyle for themselves, so they married other men and they lived like that as a family. No, it was much worse than that. Because they were highway robbers and they were very oppressive people, they would openly commit this crime. They would openly commit homosexual acts and how they would force it on others. So in other words, men raping other men. Because we learn about them and you commit fi nadikumul munkar. In your nadi, in your gatherings, you commit munkar, you commit evil. That literally boys or weak men, meaning people who were not able to defend themselves, they were raped by others. They did not have any interest in women. They only had interest in men and they would force it on them. So now if these nine handsome men, visitors, are coming to Lut Imagine how distressed Lut felt at that time that he will not be able to protect these men. If his people found out these handsome visitors have come, what were they going to do? They were definitely going to abuse his guests. And he didn't have any tribe, any people, any backing, any you know support to defend his guests. He didn't have anything like that. So he felt absolutely helpless. And he said, وَقَالَ And he said, هَذَا يَوْمٌ عَصِيبٌ This is a day that is very, very عصيب. عصيب is from عصب. عين صاد And عصب is basically when things are joined together, like firmly. And you see when things are firmly tied together. Like for example, imagine a hair knot. Like a really, really bad hair knot. How difficult it is to untangle the hair. It's so difficult. So عصيب, this is a very... Critical, this is a very difficult day. This is a very trying day. How am I going to help these people? What am I going to do? My nation is going to overcome me. وَجَاءَهُ قَوْمُهُ And while his guests were with him, وَجَاءَهُ قَوْمُهُ His nation came. His people came. يُهْرَعُونَ إِلَيْهِ يُهْرَعُونَ From the root letters, هَرَعَ هَرَعَ is basically to rush, to run. And notice the word yuhra'una. They were being driven. They were being rushed. Ilayhi to him, meaning to Lut salam. What does it show? That it's as if their desire, their fiery lust, it was literally, you know, urging them on, pushing them uncontrollably towards Lut salam and his guests. Just imagine that scene. I mean, this word is so descriptive. يُهْرَعُونَ إِلَيْهِ They were just being led by their fiery desire, their lust towards Lut salam. Now, it is said that the wife of Lut salam, she did khiyana with Lut salam, meaning she was dishonest with him. She didn't believe in him, or even if she did on the outward, on the inside, her loyalties were with her people. And she actually supported them. So it is said that when she saw these nine men coming in, instantly she informed her people. So imagine she's the one who's letting out the secrets of her husband to other people. She's inviting trouble for her husband. Even though she's married to who? A prophet of Allah. So the people came to him and demanding that leave these men to us. Go away from here and let us do what we want to with these men. وَمِنْ قَبْلُ And before, كَانُوا They used to, meaning these people. 
they were يَعْمَلُونَ They were doing السَّيِّئَاتْ Many evils. Filthy nation, filthy people. Already they were indulged in many crimes. From highway robbery, to rape, to many other crimes. They were busy doing them. They were a filthy nation. قَالَ Lut said, يَا قَوْمِ O my people, هَأُولَاءِ بَنَاتِ These are my daughters. And remember that the prophet of a nation is like their father. Alright? The prophet of a nation is like their father. And for him, the women of that nation are who? Like his daughters. This is why the wives of the Prophet ﷺ, what title are they given? Ummahatul Mu'mineen, The mothers of the believers. So when he said, هَأُولَاءِ banati, These are my daughters. What is he saying basically? That there are so many women in your society. I mean, if you really want to fulfill some desire of yours, why don't you do it the halal way? They are pure for you. Meaning it's better if you have relations with them. Fattakullaha, So fear Allah. وَلَا تُخْزُونِي And do not humiliate me from khizyun. Do not disgrace me. فِي ضَيْفِي Concerning my guests. Don't humiliate me that I'm not able to honor my guests. If I leave them to you and you mistreat them, this is really my humiliation. This is my disgrace. أَلَيْسَ مِنْكُمْ رَجُلٌ رَشِيدٌ Is there not among you a rajul, even a single man that is rashid, that is a man of reason? Rashid is from rushd. And what is rushd? Right guidance. To be rightly guided. So who is rashid? The one who is rightly guided. Meaning, isn't there among you even one man who has some sense? Who has some logic? Who has some good in him? What are you doing? These are my guests. And you've come to harm them? Aren't there so many women in your society? Isn't that much better way for you? Why would you disgrace me with regards to my guests? Qalu, they said, their response was, لَقَدْ عَلِمْتَ Olud, you know. Malana, we do not have fi banatika in your daughters min haqqin any claim. Haq, right, meaning claim. Because what is your right is what you claim. So in other words, they're saying, Oh look, you know we are not interested in women at all. We have no desire for women. We are not interested in them at all. وَإِنَّكَ لَتَعْلَمُ And indeed, surely you know, مَنُرِيد What we want. You know what we want, so basically get out of our way, or we will have to push you away. You know our desire. Just imagine. Just imagine what kind of people they were. How violent they were, how oppressive they were, how greedy they were, how blinded by their lust they were. That look at how they're talking to their prophet. And they're saying, you know we have no interest in women, and this is actually a punishment. The first punishment for doing haram is that a person does not find halal enjoyable anymore. He doesn't find halal enjoyable anymore. This is the first punishment. When a person does something haram, then halal, he can't enjoy it. He just doesn't like it. He doesn't have any interest in it at all. And this is true for many things. For every haram thing in fact. Like for example, if a person is used to eating haram food, deliberately he's eating haram food, and he's tasted everything, he's enjoyed everything, will he enjoy simple drinks? Will he? No. Will he enjoy halal food? No. He will keep wishing for that haram food that he once had. 
So he doesn't find halal fun anymore. He doesn't enjoy it anymore. Even when it comes to relationships, when a person is in a haram relationship, then halal, it doesn't bring him any happiness. He cannot enjoy it. Like for example, if a person is married, they have a halal relationship, but despite that, they have an affair going on with someone, will they enjoy their time with their spouse? The one whom they married to? No, they will keep finding faults in them. They will keep trying to avoid them. Constantly. Likewise, if a person has sexual pleasure through haram means, will he enjoy it through halal means? No, not at all. Like for example, masturbation. According to majority of the scholars, and the stronger opinion is that it is something that is forbidden. And what happens is that when a person gets used to this act, then he does not find halal enjoyable. Which is why such people who masturbate regularly and very violently, they have to go through therapy. They have to go through therapy so that they calm down and they can start enjoying their normal relationship with a partner again. Because otherwise, they don't find it pleasing at all. So remember, this is a punishment for haram. These people also when they're told, look, there are so many women, why are you coming for men? And forcing them to this. What was their response? We have no interest in the women, and you know exactly what we want, so get out of our way. Qala, Lut said, لَوْ أَنَّ لِي If only I had, become against you, قُوَّةً Some strength. If only I had some power against you, that I could stop you somehow, myself. Aw or awi, I could take refuge. Awi from the root letters, Hamza wawiya, awa, yawi, to take refuge. So if only I could take refuge, meaning I could take protection, ila ruknin shadid, with a rukn that is shadid. Rukn is what? A pillar. And shadid, severe as in strong. So if only I had a strong support. Because you see, rukn, a pillar, what is it? It's support. So for example, this pillar that you see, what is it? It's a support for the ceiling. Without it, what would happen? The ceiling cannot stand. The roof cannot stand. It needs a support. So Lut he says over here, if only I had some power, meaning of my own to stop you, or if I had some strong support that I could rely on, that would back me up, in stopping you. What is he referring to? Some family network. Some tribal links. Because you see, Lut was an outsider. He didn't have any uncles over here. He didn't have any grandfather. He didn't have any kind of link with the people over there. He was alone. And you know that in primitive societies, and even these days actually, a person if he has any power, it's why? Because of his clan, because of his family. They are his support. Like for example, if a person is accused of a crime, does he go to the court himself? Who comes along with him? His family, his lawyer, his friends. He has some kind of rukun. Lut ﷺ, did he have any kind of rukun? None at all. The Prophet ﷺ, did he have support from his family? Yes. You see people, they wanted to kill him. They wanted to get rid of him, but they couldn't even touch him. Why? Because they were afraid. The people of Quraysh, 
they're going to be upset. They're going to execute revenge. Which is why ultimately, what was the plan that they made to kill the Prophet ﷺ? One man from each clan. Together assault him so that the Quraysh will have no choice except to take blood money. Lut didn't have that. Qalu, they said, Ya Lut. Now the angels, they spoke. They said, O Lut, inna rusulu rabbik, we are the messengers of your Lord. We are angels. We're not human beings. We are angels. لَن يَصِلُوا إِلَيْكَ These people will not be able to reach you at all. Meaning they will not be able to reach you with any harm. They cannot harm you. فَأَسْرِ So travel. And أَسْرِ is from seen Raya. It's basically to travel at night. Any word that you can think of that's similar to this? Isra. What is Isra? The night journey. Alright? So فَأَسْرِ So travel بِأَهْلِكَ With your family. بِقِطْعٍ مِّنَ اللَّيْلِ In a portion of the night. قِطْعٍ Peace meaning in part of the night. Meaning when some part of the night has gone, then during the night, leave. مِّنَ اللَّيْلِ In the night, leave. Leave this town. And take your family along with you. And who was his family? People who had believed in him. Who were they exactly? It is said that he had some daughters who had believed in him. And his wife had apparently believed, but she was not really an honest believer. And the angel said, وَلَا يَلْتَفِتْ مِنْكُمْ And none of you should turn back. يَلْتَفِتْ Remember, iltifat. What is iltifat? Iltifat fi salah. What is it? To look here and there. So the angel said, none of you should turn back minkum from you ahadun anyone at all. Meaning when the punishment comes on this nation and you're traveling away, you're moving away on your journey and you hear the punishment descending, don't even look back. Don't even stop for a moment and look back at what punishment is being given at what's going on. Don't even look. Just keep going. Just keep going away as far as possible. But the angels prepared Lut from before. They said, Illa except Imra'atak, your wife. She will set out with you, but she will look back. Why? Because she is more loyal to her people. She supports them, she's with them. She might set out with you, and she will in fact, but she will look back. And when she will look back, إِنَّهُ مُصِيبُهَا Indeed, it will reach her مَا that which أَصَابَهُمْ has reached them. The same punishment that will reach these people is also going to reach her. Why? Because الْمَرْءُ مَعَ مَنْ أَحَبَّ A person is with those whom he loves. He will have the same end. He will have the same outcome. Because he loves them. He supports them. Even if he's not fully engaged with them in the crime, because he supports them through his words, through his attitude, through his actions, he will be treated in the same way. And this is something that is a very logical principle, and it's something that we see being implemented everywhere, all over the earth, in so many different ways. That a person could be thousands and thousands of miles, even there could be a gap of many, many years. But if there is a person who through his words supports a certain cause, or his attitude shows that he's in favor of them, then what happens? He is charged. He's charged. Even though he hasn't really done anything, he's actually charged. Why? Because he supports it. 
And if he supports it, what does it mean? If he gets the chance, he will do it. So likewise, إِنَّهُ مُصِيبُهَا مَا أَصَابَهُمْ إِنَّمَا وَعِدَهُمُ الصُّبْحِ Indeed, their promised time is the morning. Meaning, as soon as morning arrives, the punishment will fall on them. أَلَيْسَ الصُّبْحُ بِقَرِيبٍ Isn't the morning very near? Meaning, what are you waiting for? Get up and leave. There's very little time left for the punishment to come upon these people. What do we learn in this ayah? That this woman was the wife of a prophet. She even set out with him. She even left Sudum with Lut But what happened? She looked back because she supported her people. And her outcome was the same as that of her people. A person may set out on a journey with others. And apparently he's with them. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows if he's actually with them or not. If he's actually sincere and loyal to them or not. He may set out, but he may not reach the destination. So just because we are doing something for now, doesn't mean we will definitely reach the destination. Who knows whether we will or not? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why we should ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for thabat, for firmness on khair. Ya muqallib al-qulub, thabbit qalbi ala deenik. Thabbit qalbi ala ta'atik. فَلَمَّا جَاءَ أَمْرُنَا Then when our command came, the punishment came, جَعَلْنَا عَالِيَهَا سَافِلَهَا We made the Ali part of this town, it's safil. What is Ali? That which is at the top, from ulu. And safil, the opposite of that, from sufl. أَسْفَلَ سَافِلِينَ That which is low. So the top became the bottom. What does that mean? The top became the bottom. They were turned literally... Upside down. وَأَمْطَرْنَا And we sent a rain. عَلَيْهَا upon it. Of what? حِجَارَةً Of rocks. مِنْ سِجِّيلٍ Of سِجِّيل Clay. That is mandud. That is layered. Mandud from the root letters نُوم ضَدْ دَال تَنَضَّتْ When it's used for teeth, it's when teeth are arranged. Like very nicely. Not that one is forward and the other is a little behind. No, they're like straight, arranged very nicely. Layered, very nicely. So mandud is layered. One after the other, after the other, after the other. So first of all, they were turned upside down. And secondly, stones were sent down on them. And these stones, they were made of sijil. Sijil is hard baked clay. And mandud, meaning they were sent in layers, showers. So literally, at the end, there were layers and layers and layers of rock on top of them. So they were turned upside down, and then they were rained with rock, so that they were completely buried, completely buried. And these rocks, musawwamatan, ones that were marked, each rock was marked as to who it was going to strike, where it was going to fall. Each rock, it was decided, decreed, destined, where it was going to hit. عِنْدَ رَبِّكْ Near your Lord. وَمَا هِيَ مِنَ الظَّالِمِينَ بِبَعِيدٍ 
and it is not meaning this punishment is not min al-zalimin from the wrongdoers bibarid at all very far meaning similar punishment is not at all far from similar people don't think that this is just a nation of the past this is history this is over it happened thousands of years ago and this cannot happen again no if there are people who behave similarly such vicious people such criminal people who attack others in this way then allah's punishment is awaiting them also could come in this dunya but definitely in the akhirah because you see there are many crimes that people commit but one of the worst crimes is rape one of the worst crimes because it traumatizes the person who has been assaulted who has been sexually assaulted traumatizes them for life and especially when it's people who are young who are treated like this who are assaulted like this and generally it is young ones or those who are weak unable to defend themselves like for example women or boys who are young who are treated like this and what happens over the years what happens over the years they completely lose themselves they can't live a normal life so it's one of the most worst crimes ever and look at how these people were punished turned upside down why were they punished in this way turned upside down because they changed the fitra right the fitra is what to not rape someone that is not fitra likewise fitra is not man with man no it's not that fitra is something different but when they turned it around allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also turned this entire nation upside down I was listening to a lecture series called uh, Parish Nations by Muhammad Al-Sharif and um, he was talking about the people of Luth and he was saying that how some scholars claim that the Dead Sea near Israel that is where they might have been flipped because the salt content is really high over there but they assume that yeah. and because it's a jeel right a particular kind of stone it's a brimstone Allahu a'lam what kind of stone that is but I mean they were turned upside down rained with a lot of rock completely buried over there let's listen to the recitation of these verses walamma ja'at rusuluna lutan si'a bihim wa daqa bihim dhar'an wa qala hadha yawmun asib wa قبل كانوا يعملون السيئات قال يا قوم هؤلاء بناتي هن أطهر لكم فاتقوا الله ولا تخزون في ضيفي أليس منكم رجل رشيد قالوا لقد علمت ما لنا في بناتك من حق وانك لتعلم ما نريد قال لو ان لي بكم قوه او اوي الى ركن شديد قالوا يا لوط ان 